Knock, 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 knock. I don't want to answer. No solicitors. I don't want knock, your Girl knock. Scout cookies. Dad's home. No! 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 There's Dill Pickle. No, There's my Dill Pickle. Get out of here. No, you're not my real dad. Get out of here. Come here and give your daddy a smooch. No. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, where's 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 Dr. Weed? Where's the doctor? I sent him away. I knew you were coming. You sent the doctor away? I sent the doctor away. He had to There's go no tend to a medical emergency with doctors with borders. Doctors with borders. With borders. <laughs> with borders. With borders. Oh, no. That sounds much worse. <laughs> it is. He's stuck in New Mexico. New Mexico. Oh. Yes. A place where any... you hide away after you have a public meltdown. Is there anything fun in New Mexico? Besides the endless amount of desert and good like carvings from old Native American civilization. That is true. There's a lot of good stuff in New Mexico. There's a lot of there's probably a lot more good stuff in New Mexico than there is here in Indiana. Correct. Yeah. We have corn and beans. Corn, we have beans, we have a foot of fucking snow on the ground. Listen, we do. We do. We do. It's been snowing all day. It has. I opened up my, I opened up my garage door to shovel today. Uh-huh. There was a snowdrift that was three fucking feet tall against my garage door. <laughs> right now, it's really weird, but my roommate's car is just covered in ice with a little bit of snow. If I look out of my car right now, it's it's a blanket. It's it's not gray anymore. It's a white car. It's sleeping. <laughs> it's sleeping. It's under its blankie. I I try I thought about being a good Samaritan, but um and lifting up all of people's um windshield wipers. Mm-hmm. I did not. I did mine and my roommates. <laughs> Fuck them all. Fuck them all. If they ain't gonna do it, why should I? Then that's the that is the th- that is the motto of the Vince Mitchell Podcast. <laughs> Matt's Pickleson is a snack. I love Matt. Drinking some scotch. Some scotch. Scotch. Oh, you're taking a page out of my fancy book, are you? You see, when you're stuck in the snow, we gotta bust out the good stuff. Ah, yes. Uh, My good stuff I really do save for really, really, really special occasions, so I probably won't be busting out my scotch until the bingies. But tonight, I'm drinking a nice local beer. Ah, Mr. Quaff and On. Mr. Quaff on Brewing Company, we love you and your busted knuckle robust. Unofficial official sponsor. Unofficial official sponsor. But, uh, Dylan, welcome to the Bench Picture Podcast, buddy. Where every week we're supposed to watch every best picture that's ever won an award, but we don't do it because we make our own goddamn rules. Because we have strayed from the light. We have strayed into the darkness and we have found dragons. We have found the light of Tiamat. We have found her in her glory. And surprisingly enough, she's voiced by Stephanie Beatrice. Like, who'd have thought? You know, that that was a weird casting choice on my part. But, like, you know, yeah, sometimes you just got to do it. It fits. She works. I mean, Stephanie Beatrice hey, fucking rocks. Hey, it, it works. It, it, yeah. it, the job is done. You, mm-hmm. you recognize the voice. You immediately go, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, it's like, oh, shit, that's Rosa Diaz. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about the Dragon Queen t- I Tiamat so want today. that now. <laughs> We're not here to talk about the Dragon Queen Tiamat. Um, Dylan, what are we here to talk about today? We are talking about how Mads Mikkelsen is a snack. We are talking about how if he goes full beard, um, oh, the, the ladies' beard panties drop, rocks. the men's pants drop, and uh, everyone is suddenly 
What? M- Mads? I mean, just in general. The dude fucking rocks. But when that dude, that dude can grow a fucking beard. It's so majestic. Um, we are here to talk about um, 2021's Writers of Justice. So I think there's a complication here. Okay. It's a 2020 film. Okay, so there is a little bit of some, some conflicting information on this. Um, let me scroll down. So, like, it came out in its native country in 2020, and we got it in 2021. Yes, and I think yeah, there's not a whole lot of details about, like, it, like specifics about its release, so I'm not entirely sure, but most outlets that I'm seeing consider it a 2021 film, even if it was officially premiered and released in 2020. So I'm not entirely sure, but... Either late 2020 or a 2021 film, Writers of Justice, a Danish film. This is the first Danish film we've covered yeah. on the podcast. Uh, written and directed by Anders Thomas Jensen. Or Jensen. I'm not totally sure on the Danish pronunciations. If I, before Danish? we start, he we should Danish. fucking say. He is very Danish. We should say we are not Danish. We do not speak Danish. So Listen, we we'll, butcher, offend your, we'll offend you guys in the future, but not quite yet. If we butcher any Danish pronunciations, we are very sorry. I'm not necessarily sorry. I'm just saying, ha 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 ha. Um, but yeah, Writers of Justice is an action co- action comedy. Is that how you describe it, Dylan? I because that's it's... what Wikipedia says. Wikipedia says it's an action. I comedy. would say it's a drama. It's more thing. of a yeah, like it's more of a drama than anything. It's not a comedy. <laughs> No, I mean it has its comedic it ha- moments. Well, that's just part of a script. If you that's... write something very bland, you're not really reflecting the idea that in life you laugh at shit. Yeah, um, but um, we're, so we're gonna do what we, what you and Caleb did last week. We're not gonna go on a full long winded, full summary of the plot. We're just gonna kind of give like one of those little like brief IMDb tags, you know? Yes. Um, and this is from Caleb. Caleb sent this to us. He wanted us to read this on air. Um, Caleb says that um, Writers of Justice is Mads Mikkelsen, James May, Abiji, and Andy Reid plot the takedown of a violent biker gang in the quaint and cutthroat suburbs of Denmark. 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 Um, there's a little more to it than that. Um, it's a because lot Matt, more to it than that. It's because they think that the biker gang is responsible for the death of Mads' wife. Um, his daughter plays an integral part. Um, but Dylan... Do you you want to get us started? All right. Writers of Justice. So, initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. It's a good movie. It's really yes. well shot. Um, yes. And it's just like, and the character, like the story is really good for obviously Mads and Mads' character and the daughter character who like portray like a very good idea of uh, trauma after a massive psychological event. Yes. A psychologically fuck like a psychologically like they're devastated event. by the loss of the, the loss of the wife and the mother. Yes, and it's just like it's very well done in my opinion of how you can tell two different forms of trauma mm-hmm. about how you have my phone falling over off of my uh, desk and I um, yeah I heard that yeah um, and um, you it just tells like you have like the mads of the world who just kind of bottle it up mm-hmm. and just keep it in. And then you have the daughters, which, uh, Matilda, that's her name. Matilda. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I was 
I was saying daughter trying to be like, what's her name? 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 (laughs) Um, And you get that from like the people who are actively trying to seek help, but are constantly told, Mm -hmm. no, you don't need it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So this was the second time I've seen this movie. I saw it once last year because it's been on Hulu for the longest time. I caught it last year and I absolutely loved it the first time I watched it. Um, So this week was my second viewing of it and it fucking holds up. It's so good. Um, that's just my, my my initial thoughts. I think what it does really well is that it subverts your expectations because you look at the movie, you like look at the poster, you look at the cast, and then you look at you know what the general like taglines they're shooting out for this movie were like um, man's wife dies in a mysterious accident. Some people want to see him Taken but Swedish. Yeah, it's like that's what it's kind of advertised. It's kind of like a Taken John Wick thing, but Danish. Except, so you go in there thinking you're going to get one thing, and then it gives you just enough of those aspects of those revenge action flick aspects. But when what you're really getting is this really sensitive and touching familial journey between this father and his daughter as she goes through the death of her mother while he grieves in his own very special way thinking like this is an attack this is like yeah it's like he is going through the stages of grief on his own you know i don't know what all of them are it's like what disbelief denial anger bargaining acceptance 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 is the last one acceptance is definitely the last one and that's what he gets to at the very end of course and he does it in the best way possible I, he goes through he he stays at stage two stage one he stays at anger for quite a long he time. he stays at anger for very much because that's all he's kind of known being um a um he's uh, a soldier he's a soldier in the middle east and when you when the movie starts he is and for most of the movie he is this very stereotypical kind of caricature of the burly muscular manly soldier man Correct. He is big. He is quiet. You can tell he has. He is just physically, just so imposing, and he carries this aura about him throughout the whole movie. Like, oh, he is gonna fuck people up. While on the inside, and again, this is just Mads Mikkelsen just being an incredible fucking actor. He is able to portray just this very, very closed off and wounded character who is afraid to let anybody else know that he is wounded and he is hurting because all he knows is big tough manliness and i think it's just an incredible deconstruction of masculinity and its relationship with grief and trauma um and how the traditional aspects of masculinity are so toxic for people because it is because it employ it forces men to push all that shit down and be oh you have to be the manly man you have to be the you have to be the big angry man who takes care of his problems with his fists or his guns but it all in all it, at the end of the day writers of justice is not that at all it no, is really not. about learning to process the grief and the trauma in a healthy way in a li- in life as a whole and like you get yes. that um, from, oh God, what's his character's name? You get Olten, I'm looking up the cast. Uh, I got him right. I got him right here. So, uh, Mads is Marcus. 
I know um, Mads his daughter, is Marcus. Yeah, his daughter is Matilda. And then Mads on this whole journey is aided by a group of nerdy scientists, mathematicians, and tech people. Um, there's Otto, there's Lennart, and there's um, Emmentalta. Emmentalta. Um, so they, those are his. He has the com- best last name. His actor Emmental- has the best last name. No, his actor. Look at his actor. Bro. 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 <laughs> bro. Nicholas Bro. Nicholas Bro. Your, your name's fantastic, sir. It's so fucking Danish. Everything about this movie is so fucking Danish and Scandinavian They're in, in terms. Denmark. What do they you are. expect? They are in Denmark. They are in Denmark. Denmark. See, we got I... there. We offended them. There we go. We did it. We did it. We did it, boys. <laughs> Pack it up. Time to end the episode. 13 minutes. Calling but... it. <laughs> but no, you get it from um, Lennart. Um, where he's the kind of um, the after of it all, because you later learn in the movie that he's gone through a similar traumatic event. Yes, but it's he's the reason for it. He's the reason for it all. Oh, you mean no? Otto was. Are you talking about Otto with the drunk driving? And oh, his, Otto and, is. That's Lenart, Otto. Lenart's James May. My apologies. Yeah, Lenart is. So throughout the whole movie, we learn that all three of the guys helping him have their own serious fucking trauma. Yeah. Um. Otto got drunk and drove and killed his wife and daughter in a car. Lennart was sexually abused as a child. By his father and uncle. By his father's uncle. Yeah, some serious, 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 serious trauma. And Emmett Thala, he just, he's got social anxiety. He got social, he's got social anxiety, and you can tell he has been bullied his entire life for it. 100%. Um, so, it's just, it's just a plea for men to go to therapy. Please, men, go oh to therapy. Oh, my God. I got that immediately. And please go to therapy. Everyone go to therapy. Therapy's this is a mental good. health episode. Please, if you are seeking help, reach out to someone. Find someone. Like, it doesn't even have to be professional. Just talk to a friend or talk, talk to a coworker. Talk. Just talking talk. Through, talking through your issues will help you. It helps a lot. And I'm going to speak from the heart real quick. It helps a lot. Like, for mm-hmm. me, like, I kind of did the same shit where... um. Mad's character, he just pushes all away. I went through a terrible breakup in college. And you saw that, Ross. I got really fucking angry all the fucking time. And yeah. Just go see therapy. <laughs> also, colleges, develop a better mental health system for your fucking colleges. Jesus and make Christ. it more accessible for your students. For every thousand students, don't give them one human. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, go, go, let's going back to the movie. Um, yeah. I think. So what? I want to actually talk about how you said like um, it was kind of a misdirection a bit. Mm-hmm. I agree with you in that because it's the idea that one, if you kind of advertised it as it was, mm-hmm. it would not have sold. It, it would not have. It, it would have been another blip in the kind of small art housey quiet movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it has its it has its fucking moments where the shit explodes. Yeah, and that's what but, you need. And like, I like how quick they are. Yeah, because they're super quick. They don't go. They don't linger. They don't linger, and it's also kind of a very realistic approach mm-hmm. to it. Because yeah, in a lot of them, you get like this long drawn out fight, and like, kind of, if it's bare knuckle, you kind of get there, right? Mm-hmm. But if you get to the nit and gritty of it, it's a gun. It's yeah, going to it's hit you, gonna... and it's going to make you bleed and or die. Yeah, like the there's, let's see, I'm trying to think. There are there's one scene where Mads kills a guy with his bare hands, and then there's two scenes where Mads gets into the gunfights, 
Mm-hmm. And then there's the fin- then there's the finale with um everyone the, with everyone. Yeah. So there's really th- four main violent scenes and they are they begin and they end in an instant because they're just it it's it's kind of like a really kind of gritty realistic form of filmed violence. Yeah. Um it's just, you know, couple pops and they fucking bolt. Yeah. Or Mads just fucking snaps this dude's neck and he just fucking leaves. That was like one I like the ambiance around that entire scene mm-hmm. where um one it just like shows you that this one he's not just a kind of like he's just not a um what am I looking for here? Um he's not just a stereotypical like oh I just wore the uniform I didn't do anything. No, this man knows what the fuck he's doing. Um Yeah, he was he he was you know, front lines guy. He's a front lines guy. Yeah, and then you get this idea, not the idea. Well, no, you got the idea of, like, it kind of peeks into everyone else's kind of trauma a bit, because with, um, um, uh, fuck. Um, I'm going to call him Emin. Emin Halter? Emin Halter? Emmentala? Emmentala. Um, Emmentala. He, um, he, you show him by, like, he kicks the dead body of the first guy. Yeah, that's when, that's when we see, oh, this guy's gone through some shit. Yeah, and then even in that same kind of scene, you see um Lennart, he um he um goes around and's like, "Oh, I'm going to disinfect the body real quick. His fingerprints are all over." He goes and sees a male prostitute who's been tied up to the couch who um has been um who's abused. Abused, and you can tell based on how everything is, and you see that kind of shock and grief over his face. Because, yeah, because of how that, he that, lingers. That, that, he doesn't immediately walk away. He just sits yeah. there for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a scene where Mads, uh, where Mads plays a guy named Marcus. So Marcus yeah. um, gets angry with Lenart, and Lenart just scr- starts screaming and breaking down and running away from Mads. And I think it's, I think it's just a very... It's, it's, a, it's, it's a psychological response that he's been under. And I think the way the the way the movie plays that these men's responses to their past trauma and just portraying the PTSD, you know, PTSD and just lingering effects of horrific acts, but also showing these guys, they're still just trying to be the normal people that they want to be. Yeah. Like they just. I think it's the movie handles all of these incredibly heavy, dark topics so well. It does. It handles it really well because it doesn't shy away from it. It no, does exactly. And exactly. a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows nowadays, they always like hint at it. They always go it's like, always those, it's always this throwaway hints. line, or it's always yeah. this kind of like, you know, like the basic stupid CW setup. And I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw CW under the bus because they do it terribly all the time. Like, um, it's the fucking CW, man. You know what you're getting with the fucking CW. We'll go into that later. Um. <laughs> Do the CW shit, man. That's a whole fucking miniseries. Right. Um, so with that, you get like, it, it's not like, it's not like her. They like, they hide it. They keep it mm-hmm. contained. And even with Otto, like um, when they're planning this like supposed attack on like the um, writers of Jet. Riders of Justice. For some because reason, the Riders I, of Justice, the Riders of, the, of Justice are the biker gang. They're targeting because they, they think believe that the, they that they is. believe that the Riders of Justice killed Marcus's wife. 
Correct, because in a in a basic plot re- little recap, there's a train accident that kills the wife and mom. But then there's also this um, defecting gang leader of the Rise of Justice, Riders of Justice, who's also going killed to in the blast. Huh? He's also killed in the blast. He's also was it a blast or was it? It was a blast. Sorry, I thought it was like another train or something. I mean, again, that's just something I think the movie does really well is they leave that ambiguous. Is it, is it like an explosion or is it a collision? Who knows? But and that works really well because then Otto's yes. like, this guy got off. He looks sketchy, and the guy who was who died with the face tattoos was part of the Rise of Justice who was gonna. Uh, snitch on the leader and then get mm-hmm. them all out of there and then like go into witness protection probably yeah yeah, yeah and it's really like and like i like how they kind of go into it where i was like no this isn't a coincidence because the millions like one to like a nine figure number mm-hmm, and Otto's whole thing is he is a st- he's a mathematician statistician whose whole thing is looking at these threads of events and realizing Every little, every little thing is connected to every other little thing, and that there are no coincidences. And if too many of these little threads are right there all together at one time, then something's got to be up. And then the movie has this great way of subverting your expectations. Yes, it does. Oh my god, the ending! Like, oh I, my I, god, I like the lie. last half hour, you just go. You're everything I've been told shit. is a lie. Yeah, but something I want to get back to is. Um, the reliving of not the reliving, but how people deal with their traumas. Because with Emenhata, he shows capability to reassemble a broken down M10 real quick, and mm-hmm. his accuracy is pretty good. So when they get to a fight scene or like a gun, it's not a fight scene. It's a it's a it's a it's it's a massacre. It's a massacre. It's where a massacre. They jump some of the riders jumps this outside of a and Mads just pop pop. Mads pop. just pops them. And as Emmenhalter is kind of bringing up the rear, a guy comes out. He's kind of been shot in the chest. And he goes, what the fuck, dude? And, like, as he's screaming. Um, and Emmenhalter has his gun pulled at him, and he just can't do it. He's shaking. He can't do it. Yeah. And he has a breakdown because he's been bullied his entire life. And it kind of and he thought he could take back the power in this moment. He thought he could take mm-hmm. back a and lot then- of this, like, raw, just, like, manly man, ooh kind of, like, thing. Mm-hmm. And then he froze because that's yeah. taking a life is a serious thing and we, it's been and emin halter's kind of like the not the antithesis but like the center of like oh this is what it's like to pursue violence yeah he, what he it's realizes, been done to me because i want to get it back but it just feels wrong in this point it's it's that moment when emin dollar has this realization in his own head oh me doing violence unto others will not fix the violence in my head. The violence in or my the, head. Or it will not make me feel better after it all happened to me. Yeah. Uh, like, it's like that whole thing, like, like an eye for an eye kind of thing. He has that kind of a realization. Yeah. Um. I just think, I think what this does best is it forces its care. It makes its characters confront their trauma. It does not hide from these things. And that's why it's so impactful because it's really just at its core. It's about coming to terms with grief and finding ways to deal with it healthily because it takes Mads Mikkelsen's character, the entire movie to realize he's doing this wrong. And every time throughout that entire movie, you just see like his way, his like, his idea of doing this mm-hmm. is breaking down a bit because yeah, after exactly. after shows... that massacre, um, Otto sees his like left hand or something is just shaking violently, yep. 
It's like it's subtle shakes, but like there's sh- it's like noticeable if you're like right there at Mads at Marcus, yeah. at Marcus, you can tell he's shaking. You can tell he's either wavering or he just doesn't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he is, ju- he shows these little cracks in this stone cold surface throughout the whole movie, and then once he finally breaks and he has that scene where he just destroys the bathroom and he just absolutely breaks down sobbing it's one besides being one of the best performances i've ever seen like mads is incredible in this it's such an affecting scene because this whole movie he's putting on this front this big tough guy front and the further along we get in the movie the cracks just get bigger and bigger, bigger and, and bigger until, and then until everything comes crashing down. And then there's like this big realization that the facial recognition technology used to originally find the person who they believe caused the train accident, which, yeah. by the way, it's just an accident. It was just an accident. It was it's just real, a coincidence. It was just it a revealed. terrible event that happened. Yeah. The guy that they thought they the guy that they the thought guy that did they it. thought they they thought sorry I'm interrupting you and I so, apologize because so it's a thought, great reveal because it's, it's now just like reveal. it stewed with me for a while because I watched yeah. it last night and I was just like oh my god oh yeah. my god they knew what oh my because god this whole movie you are convinced just like Marcus is convinced that this is the guy that's the guy the, that's the guy that planted the bomb and it's the Brothers of Justice that did this so they could kill the informant. And then it's revealed at the end. It was guy, the guy the, they found the out earlier they, in the movie. The guy they a saw guy on who the lives train, in Egypt. <laughs> the guy, yeah, the guy they saw on the train was just an engineer. He was visiting. He just happened to look like a guy in the Riders of Justice, and the train accident was no more than an, than accident. an accident. And then you get and this again: the great scene of Mad just being he, like he's holding up this paper of mm-hmm. the guy who is confirmed to be that. And then the guy they killed. Yeah. And then and he just is, snaps. And it's like, it's a sad realization scene. because he's trying to be like, no, no, no. Th- it, it's this guy. He's you told still, me it was yeah. this guy. Mm-hmm. He's still, he, he has that last push of that. No, no, we have to keep doing this revenge thing. We have to keep doing this. And then he just breaks. And then he goes into the bathroom, Trashes throws it. up a bit. And then even then it was like, is he okay? Is he okay? And then he just bangs his head on the mirror and i was like oh god mads is so good mads is amazing i love him so much he is far he i mean he i mean would you agree with me when i if i said that mads is one of the five best actors working today 100 percent. like in terms he has of, a great movie where he does a survival thing in the arctic and like oh, this what, oh i think i know what that is what i know is it i'm looking it up i'm looking it up uh fill the I void fill the void okay Oh no! You mean me to fill the void? Okay, I'm filling the void. Um, if you're in the central Indiana area, um, go check out Quaff On Brewing Company. They're down in Brown County. Guess what this movie's called? What? Arctic. Arctic. Oh, that makes sense. It's it, it, simple, simple to the point. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing about Mads is he always brings his A game. Whether it's the MCU, whether it's smaller movies like this, or even in Rogue One, he made a good impact. Like yeah, for for, for as like kind of emotionally void that movie is, which he brought it. He, he brought, brought it. it, especially in like that moment where he's like, "It was me, you fucking dumbass, to shoot me." Yeah, like when like Mads again, one of the uh, 
easily one of the five best actors working today and hundred percent scene where he breaks is exhibit a dude I, I, I loved how there was like you could tell i feel like either director or the cinematographer or someone just said just do whatever you want because they mm-hmm. didn't just go okay you break that and then you go for that because he just he was in a bathroom and he just he was started just breaking in a bathroom shit. And he started yeah i think because there was this great scene like great part of the scene where like there's something on the wall, right? You know what I'm talking about? It's like that railing it thing. Like, it looked like a pipe or a railing, yeah. It's a, I think it's like a support for something. You know what I yeah. mean? Because the yeah, way yeah, it bent, yeah, yeah. it, it bent. Yeah, it I know what you're yanking at it. And it mm-hmm. just doesn't come off. And he just doesn't stop. And you're like, oh, oh. And he's not stopping. And then he just says fucking starts throwing things on the ground. And, and then there's that one really, really, really nice moment where the camera just kind of rotates as mm-hmm. he's throwing shit. I think that that whole scene is absolutely incredible. And I... I would not hesitate to watch this movie again. No, it's really good from that standpoint alone. Because, again, as a person who didn't see it until mm-hmm. we're like, hey, let's watch this for the podcast. I was like, oh, it might be an action film. I'm down for it. Because even the the background on the Hulu thing, it's, it was it's, like it's explosion marketed. of bikers. There was not even one shot with their bikes. <laughs> yeah. And there are, it's, it, uh, there are a couple action scenes but it's not a fucking action it's movie like, which is why the marketing is fucking brilliant because it draws in all these people going for an action movie and then they get this they get like this four or five action scenes at most yeah they get this meditation on grief and right? trauma and processing all your bad all the bad shits that happened you right? know so and i feel like a lot of people who went in this went what the fuck and for us we just went oh shit this is actually mm-hmm. a deeper tale than i expected yeah, I need some time to go decompress, and I did take some moments in this movie to decompress, mm-hmm. just because I was like, "Oh shit, I was not mentally prepared. I need to step back for a minute and put myself in the right headspace." Yeah. Um. So, Dylan, um, before we get to our ratings, I just want to remind our listeners, um, Mads Mikkelsen is nominated for Raddest Dude of the Year, um, at the Benjis this year for Writers of Justice. So, if you have seen Writers of Justice, if you like Mad- Mads Mikkelsen, vote for him in the Benji Awards. And before we get to our ratings, and after that, I want to do something. Sorry. I thought you were done. Okay. Um, so just real quick, 1 to 10, what is your rating, Dylan? Um, so out of 10, I'd give it a solid 8.3. I was going 8 to 8.5 range, so we're right around the same place. Dude. Well, because it's not like the perfect movie, because fuck perfect movies. It, but it's a mm. great movie for today's world about mental health and working on it. But no, something I want to point out real quick. You know who the real antagonist of this movie is? Who? It's the daughter who wants a blue bike. It's the niece. She's the main reason this entire movie happens. Yep, because that, that, because the, the one, so this girl in, I looked it up, this girl in Estonia wants a blue bike. Mm Mm-hmm. The bike dealer only has a red one, so he calls up his buddy, and he's like, get me a blue bike. Yeah. Somebody in Denmark steals a blue bike that happens to belong to Matilda, so Matilda needs her her mom to drive her somewhere but the car is broken down to school so the but the car is broken down so they have to go to the train station so they get on the train so it's this little chain of events that they kind of bring back they bring back the chain of events theme throughout the movie i think that's just a really clever little plot device it's a plot device and it's a red herring yes it is a complete red herring like you you think that well no it's it's actually not that's not that's not the red herring the the, the whole train thing the The train train thing is the red herring. herring Um, the the but bikers, it, it, the bikers. It's not even the bikers. It's just the the idea of everything happening by coincidence is the moral of the story. It's just shit happens outside of our control. It's just shit happens outside of our control, and 
We need we need to vibe. We just we, need to you just, you find need to better process. ways to process it, talk about it. You need and, to process it in your own way, unless your own way is finding a biker gang and starting a war with them. Because oh, God, do imagine fighting the Sons of Anarchy. I would not That's want to fight Ron, Ron Perlman. Oh, Ron Perlman's scary, dude. He's 70. He, he doesn't seem like it. He still just seems perpetually, even though I he's 70. I feel like the older he gets, and I'm sorry, Mr. Perlman, I like your acting style. He just he gets like, his shoulders get higher than his head. Uh, we we started um, we started Nightmare Alley yesterday, but it was late, so we only watched the first half. We're going to watch the rest of it. Oh my god, I, we'll but, talk about that later. Yeah, Nightmare Alley, we'll talk about that another day, but mm-hmm. Ron Perlman, so good. He's good, um, and I like him a lot. Dylan. Ma'am. Yes! Yes! I've been thinking about this all day! I've been thinking about this all day! Um, it's time, Dylan, for another edition of Make It Muppet, which I think this might be a weird movie to do Make It Muppet for. No, it's going to be fantastic. I, I've um, thought about it. So for those of you who have not heard an episode with Make It Muppet before, because we haven't done this segment in We haven't done it since now. Gladiator. It's been a long time since we've done this segment, so it's been about two months. Uh, Make It Muppet. We recast the movie we're talking about with Muppets. We have to keep one human actor, but we have to replace the rest of the cast with Muppets. So, Dylan. Yeah. Before we get into the Muppets. Okay. Which human are you keeping? The daughter. You're keeping the daughter. I'm keeping the daughter. I know exactly where you're fucking going (laughs) with this, you bastard. You see, there's two variables. There's two, like, timelines I developed real quick. Okay, so let's just say th- I'm just going to say the first one because I know you're thinking it. Okay, Kermit is Mads Mikkelsen and Miss Piggy's the mom. Correct. Yes. Okay. No. So the other thing I thought of, um, it would have been Gonzo is Gonzo Mads and Camilla, and then yes, Camilla yes. <laughs> oh my! So God. that then- was that that was the other timeline developed, but I like the Piggy and uh, Kermit one too much, and just you because. Like the idea- you I like love the idea, the idea of, of just holding Kermit's... an M10 and wasting a guy. Yes, and like him smoking and drinking a beer. It's just like Ker- Kermit. He takes a long drag from a cigarette and then goes into this low, grumbling Dutch speech about how he's going to kill all those bikers. <laughs> <laughs> because in this, if we in this scenario, all the Muppets are still speaking um, Danish, Danish. Yes, Danish. Did I say Dutch? Yes. No, my mistake. I apologize. Danish, not Dutch. No, insult them, Ross. We must insult them more. No, I'm learning a Germanic language, Dylan. I want to be on good terms with them. Fuck them. Um, but no, so I would go from there, keep the daughter. I just don't laugh at the... <laughs> I'm just Fozzie Bear is Emmenthaler. Fozzie Bear is Emmenthaler. Okay, we agree on that. Um, okay. I was thinking um, Sam the Eagle is um, uh, Leonard. Leonard. Okay. No, Sam my, the Eagle's the biker gang leader. My immediate or, gut. Or Fozzie's the biker gang leader. Okay, so my immediate um, thought, like my, my mind went somewhere immediately. Gonzo and Rizzo are Otto and Leonard. Yes! Yeah. I don't care which one's which, but Gonzo and Rizzo are Oscar and Leonard. I could see, I see Gonzo more of a hacker. No, with his, do, with his bummed arm... Gonzo's an alcoholic who killed his family. <gasps> it works out. Oh Gonzo's my God. an alcoholic who killed Camilla the chicken. Oh my God, we've merged the plots. Oh my God, we did it. This is perfect. <laughs> the timelines have fused. Um, who and um, can we agree 
that Scooter plays Bodashka. Oh my God! The Ukrainian, <laughs> the male prostitute, Scooter. <laughs> that um, poor man. <laughs> do we um, have any other main recasts we want to do? Because it's it's a, it's a really small who, cast. Who should we recast the boyfriend as? Ooh. It has to be a younger Muppet. We can't be throwing fucking Statler and Waldorf in there. No, we can't. Um, <gasps> what if Statler and Waldorf are the leaders of the gang? <laughs> <laughs> I have escaped jail. Justice has prevailed. <laughs> but then, no, one of them is the leader of the gang and the other is the brother they kill in the beginning part of the movie. Oh, okay, so which one are we killing? Are we killing Statler or are we killing Waldorf? I think we kill Statler. We gotta kill Statler. We gotta kill Statler. <laughs> We're killing Statler. We're killing Statler. We're killing Statler. We're killing Statler. All right. Um, let's see. Okay. Who else? Who else? Um, that's it. It's a small that's cast, it. so I think we're set. Yeah. I think we're set. So we okay. So are we set? Miss Piggy is the mom. She dies early Ker- on in the movie. Kermit is Mads Mikkelsen. Correct. Um, Otto, Gonzo and Rizzo are Otto, Otto and, and Lennart, respectively. Lennart, respectively. Um, Statler and Waldorf are the gang leader and his brother. Correct. And Emmenthaler is Fozzie. Emmenthaler is Fozzie Bear, and Scooter, <laughs> Scooter is Bodashka. <laughs> I think this is a pretty good recap. Oh no, it's very fantastic. I, I'm for it in every way. Dark, gritty <laughs> take on the Muppets. Um, that I think would be really. You know, good I could see that. the Muppets talking more about mental health than this movie. <laughs> I, the Muppets, I think this is a middle ground between the Muppets and an action movie. So, I think this I think Muppet Writers of Justice is a good idea. <laughs> I think it's a very Riders good idea. Ju- no Muppets of Justice. The Muppets of Justice. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Um, so d- I think that does that wrap us up for this week. I'm Ellen? solid, man. That's a good yeah, wrap. Dude, up. I've talked about everything we, uh, I've wanted to talk about. Yeah, um, same. It's a very deep movie. Yeah. Do we want to talk about? Do, like, do we want to pick what we're talking about next week? Ah, uh, no. I got nothing on the top no, of my I head. Think... Unless, unless you want to throw something away. I had something early, but I lost it. So we'll figure it out later. All right. Thank you all um, for listening. I yes, would like to you. plug the book Rook. The book Rook. The book Rook. The Book Rook by um, Adam Kovic and Aaron Marquis. Since you're plugging a book, I am also going to plug a book. Um, I am plugging Madhouse at the End of the Earth. Um, it is a sto- it is a nonfiction book about the a boat in the late 19th century that was trying to explore Antarctica, but actually got stuck in the polar night for three months in Antarctica. Oh, no. I am about halfway through it. It is absolutely incredible. The What's first- it called again? Um, Madhouse at the End of the Earth. Oh. Um, it's a story about the Belgica. Again, like I said, the boat, the, a boat that got fucking stuck in the polar night in Africa. It's fucking horrifying. Um, and the first hundred pages are some of the funniest fucking things I've ever read. Kind of reminds me of The Terror by Stephen King. It's very, very similar. Um, it was, I think The Terror was Dean Koontz, not Stephen King. My apologies, sir. I didn't mean to offend. Not yeah, you, but the you. author. Well, um, fuck you. But, I'm not going to offend the other guy. But, again, it... Great book. The first, it's it's super fucking funny because mm-hmm. it's a bunch of young idiots, and then all of a sudden it just gets really fucking dark, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> so, um, highly recommend it. Pick it up wherever you get your books.
Um, support local bookstores, by the way, too. Yes, support local bookstores. I went to one called Barnes & Noble recently, Dylan. I thought that was fun. Oh, you had fun at Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Nobles. Um, <laughs> so you, you can, so before we sign up, before we sign off, Dylan, before we sign off, you can follow us on Twitter at BenchPicturePod. No, 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 no. You can follow us on Twitter at BenchPicture, just at BenchPicture. You can like us on Facebook. You can send us an email at BenchPicturePod at gmail.com. And you can follow us and rate us on Spotify and Apple and leave us a review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts.